Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Archive. I'm Ewan Spence, and in this episode, the birth, the myth, the flea bag. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome to Edinburgh, which during August is the arts capital of the world, and as you'll have noticed, this isn't August. Yes, we're finished with our daily runs of show from the Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2022, but, you know, we've got nearly 20 years of coverage of that festival. We've got over a thousand interviews in the archive, so let's let's keep the podcast going. Let's switch to weekly, because daily kind of burns me out let's go into that archive let's open up this audio box of delights after all what we now have is a chance to hear legendary performers when they were just superstars the big names of today taking their first steps on this stage and those acts that are perfect for the fringe but don't quite fit on a comedy quiz topical show wheel of the week we've spoken to all of them and more so so every week We're going to go into the archive. We're going to bring you out one of those older interviews. We're going to have a listen back to formative years of Fringe's past of an interview who still wasn't quite. (laughs) You're always learning. Always learning. Anyway, yeah. So we're going to keep on going. Uh, By all means, uh, leave us a review on your favourite podcast app, directory or service. Give us a star rating as well just to keep that Fringe feeling going. Uh, And if you are going to write a review, make it read like a four, but give us a five. Okay, right. Okay, so where are we going to start? Well, as all good fringe memories do, as all retrospectives will no doubt end up with, Fleabag. The show that brought Phoebe Waller-Bridge to the attention of the world's media. The show that is now featured and launches 10,000 press releases from anything even remotely connected to the fringe. And a show that, look, this was a tiny little show in the underbelly in 2013. Written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who was also the sole performer on stage, Vicky Jones directing. And if you count the number of people who said they were there at the start of Fleabag, you could sell more tickets than you would have sold at Woodstock. But that's myths. That's legends. That's where they all come from. That's what you have now. Then it was just this little show in the underbelly with an idea that felt perfect for the fringe. And always remember, this show's finished. Don't try and get tickets. Joining me in the studio now, all settled in and comfortable, it is the team from Fleabag. Welcome to the show. We've got Vicky Jones, who's the director of the piece. Yep. And we have Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, who's the writer and the performer on stage. Yes? Yes. Right. Who's going to tell me about Fleabag first of all? Phoebe is. <laughs> I just but, get told. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. In the cases, I'm the director. You will tell them about the show. <laughs> yeah, so it's a uh, one-woman show, and it, it it's billed as a rip-roaring sort of journey through um, some sort of uh, life in some sort of city, um, and it's really the story of three days in a life of a girl who lives in a city who's trying to make make her way um, but she's um, very outspoken very confident um, incredibly rude um, and very sexually candid yeah and uh, yeah and it's sort of how, how these three days um, 
pan out and how her sort of life unravels. Yeah. So where's the inspiration for it from? Is it is it one of those three day blackouts that at the end of it you went, <laughs> I can't remember what I've done, but, but I'm I've so got glad a, I filmed but it. I've got a, <laughs> but I've got a fringe show now. I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like our rehearsal process. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually started as a. Um, a sort of 10 minutes stand-up thing um, that I wrote about six months ago. And uh, and then that went down well in London, and so we thought we'd uh, develop this character. And, um, yeah, and she was... Yeah, um, she started off um, being someone who's very um, sexually confident and, um, and very funny, and it seemed like a sort of a stand-up style routine. Um, but um, people liked it, and uh, some of the feedback was sort of interesting in that they weren't sure how they felt about the character, whether they cared about the character. Um, we looked at her, and she, she sort of reflected us in lots of ways, some of the things that we um, don't like about ourselves, um, some of the ways that, if we're completely honest, we, we feel and we worry about feeling. Um, and so we, that's how she developed, really. We, she became a human being um, who has um, problems, um, but who underneath is, is scared and a little bit um, alienated by the world around her. So you have a 10-minute show, and then you go, we'll go to Edinburgh. You need an hour. Was it an easy hour to build up again? No. No, it wasn't no. easy. No, <laughs> no, not no, at all, no. no. Um, well, it was we, intense. It, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was very intense. And um, we knew, so we had um, we had the starting pistol, which was these, this, um, this, this 10 minutes, but we didn't know where. But that was also a, already a formed story with a beginning, middle and end, and we weren't sure how much. So we sort of broke, broke that down completely and tried to sort of fill in gaps that we found in there. And then we just thought, no, we'll keep that as the beginning and we'll build, we'll build from it. And we just, the, the thing that we were experimenting with most was how... It's basically putting a, a essentially um, an unattractive, not particularly nice um, character on the stage and see if you can still um, bring people in to her story. Get, yeah, people to care about her and to understand her um, because she's so uh, she seems so arrogant at the beginning. It um, doesn't seem to care about anything. It's very cold and distanced by the tragic things, some tragic things that have happened in her life. Um, and uh, she, yeah, it became more and more um, about something we wanted to say about... Um, women that we know now who uh, are children of a very over-sexualized, very immediate um, um, uh, technologically led environment where uh, they're, they're constantly infiltrated by images of um, very thin um, sexualized, objectified women um, and where they uh, they don't know how, how to be anymore without being sexual. Um, uh, we kind of feel like um, we talked a lot about feminism with the show, but we kind of feel like it is a deeply feminist show in that um, we we feel like these women are um, who we're creating, and then we're sort of expecting them to be feminists and calling feminism unsexy um, and giving them no kind of clear uh, leadership in terms of uh, how young women should um, uh, how women should talk about their feminism now and how they should be. I mean, it's certainly a show that even five years ago you couldn't write because the, the idea of this constant assault of mm. images of women, but it, it's certainly a play for the moment. Yeah, it does feel like that. And when we, um, when we were writing it, um, we, were, we were constantly referring to how we feel now and does it feel like something that, that we, a conversation that we, that we would have now with, with people. And that's actually really important for us that it is, it is that, 
to create work that feels like you can actually have conversations with people afterwards about about how they feel about it in this in this time mm. and um yeah, and a lot of the feedback has been actually that it, it does feel sort of very modern. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that now. Obviously, Edinburgh's a place where you bring up and you bring up a dangerous character and you've got an hour to make the connection. And it's got to be hard because at that point, the reviewers and everything, they're on to the next show. There's obviously quite a bit of risk involved in putting up a, a difficult character to relate to, knowing that you've got such a short time to capture the audience's attention compared to doing a, a run, say, at somewhere like Camden Theatre. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, thanks for saying yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a nice lead because, <laughs> because you got, it's quite hard, but then you look back and you've got, what, five stars from Fest, five stars from British Theatre Guide, five stars from French Guru, four stars from your, your What's On Stages, your Time's Out. It, it's a play that, that's clicked with the criticals. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The criticals. <laughs> the criticals. <laughs> that makes them sound really nice. <laughs> <laughs> the criticals. Hello. We're the criticals. We have capes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we come into your show and go, no, that frog and that frog and that frog and that frog. Differently. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, the reactions have obviously been lovely. Um, we we really had no idea we, how we she'd no, be received. And completely. That was no part idea. of what was exciting about it, though. That we thought, and the, the, the amount of times in rehearsal we were going, can we, can we say, can we say that? No, we can't say yeah. that. We can't say. It. Okay, we're definitely saying that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many moments where we went, no, that's too much. That's finished me. No, I, oh, we can't. Yeah. We can't put. Yes, let's do it. Okay. I think there was only one thing that we actually did actually end up keeping out when <laughs> you actually said absolutely not. I can't remember what it was. But <laughs> everything we put else. It back in. Oh, did we? <laughs> Before you two kick off, and, and you know you'll just sit there and have a coffee and watch Homes Under the Hammer and everything, and it'll be fine by the end of it. Uh, remind us once more when the show is on. 9.25. In the big belly, in the underbelly. And you're playing through until Sunday? Sunday, Monday? yeah. Sunday's yeah. the last night. Yeah. There we go. Um, website, Facebook for more information. Yeah, our company is there. called Dry Right. Uh, and uh, we have a website that n- needs updating. Um, Facebook, you'll find Facebook, it, you'll find yeah, it on Facebook. Facebook.com slash And Twitter. And Twitter and all the yeah. usual places. Well, Vicky, Phoebe, thanks for coming into the studio. Thanks Thank for having you us. Very much. Fascinating show, challenging, uh, makes you think, and a really enjoyable hour, even though it's quite difficult. Perfect for the fringe. It's great to see you up here. Thank thanks you. very much. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Vicky Jones there from Fleabag. Again, let's remember, that show's finished. Don't try and get tickets. It's all over. Maybe Fleabag has popped up somewhere else. I don't know. Go and have a look at that. But uh, certainly, that little little bit of amber, that fringe, where it all started on that station, then got bigger. That is the dream of the fringe. Many have achieved it. Many more uh, reach out for it. Others have slightly different dreams, experiences of the Fringe. And that's what we're going to bring you in the Edinburgh Fringe Show's archive every week. More stories from Fringe's past, of stars present and legends of the future. But for now, I'm just going to pack the microphone away, get some sleep, back here in seven days' time for more Edinburgh Fringe fun. Uh, in the meantime, you could uh, go and find us, review us, rate us on your favourite podcast apps and directories, your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify, your Googles, all of that. Leave us a link, remote, like, like, love, share, Facebook, Twitter, all the usual places. Catch you in seven days' time. Do right for now. You've been listening to the Edinburgh Fringe Show, hosted by Ewan Spence, produced by The Podcast Corner. Listen to more from The Fringe at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Yeah.